0: Welcome back to the Sports and Entertainment Express podcast. It's episode 11. A lot to cover in sports and entertainment. As I am your host, Ryan Pursad. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or other platforms as well. Remember to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast. You can follow the Facebook page of the Sports and Entertainment Express and the Twitter page at express underscore pod underscore let's get right into it player signings and trades not too much happened in the nhl for trades until the trade deadline came which was yesterday and my thoughts on those trades will be on the next episode but there were a couple of trades that happened right before the trade deadline i do kind of want to talk about A five-player deal was done by the Chicago Blackhawks and the Florida Panthers. Florida acquiring defenseman Lucas Carlson and forward Lucas Wahlberg and Chicago gets forwards Brett Connolly and Henrik Borgström and defenseman Riley Stillman. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired Riley Nash from the Blue Jackets for a conditional seventh-round pick in the 2022 draft the Toronto Maple Leafs then acquired Nick Folino from the Blue Jackets for a 2021 a first round pick and a 2022 fourth round pick. Now, I just believe that the this Toronto team even though they are first in the North Division, it's very interesting to look at it and it is a tight race. It's a very tight race as of now. And you know, I think Nick Folino is going to bring in that veteran presence. He's going to bring in That scoring touch, even though they do have it with Matthews and Mardner and Nylander. Uh, Jack Jack Campbell has been fantastic with in goals. So with the absence of Freddie Anderson, 11 straight wins. And then it was uh, broken, unfortunately, by the Montreal Canadiens just a day ago. So uh, it is unfortunate, but what can you do? But Jack Campbell has been fantastic for... The Maple Leafs so far. But going back to Valeno here is, you know, he's going to bring that veteran presence. He's going to bring in that scoring touch, the playmaking. A really good player when he was with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, I got to say that I think it will be a good fit. And I can probably see the Leafs going possibly to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Ottawa Senators traded Mike Riley to the Boston Bruins for a 2022 third-round pick. And then the Calgary Flames traded goalie David Riddick to the Toronto Maple Leafs for a 2022 third-round pick. In the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers signed defensive end T.J. Carter. The Philadelphia Eagles signed running back Jordan Howard for one year. Ken Robinson re-signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NBA. The Denver Nuggets signed Shaquille Harrison as a free agent on a two-way contract. The Miami Heat signed center Dwayne Dedman for the rest of the season. Now talking about the NBA, in the NBA, um, you know the NBA is, is expected to go full capacity next season as COVID-19 tests begin becoming more available and more vaccines administrated. The NBA feels hopeful to have fans welcome back safely. And uh, there was biometric screening company Clear has uh, teamed up with the NBA for screening technology, which available for all 30 teams in the NBA arenas, but I also know that the NBA teams don't have to all do it. So it's. It is what it is. Um, it is nice to you know finally hear that the NBA getting fans back in their seats uh, and uh, the NHL is doing that as of now uh, as well. And I believe the MLS and the NFL, the NFL is wanting to go back into uh, getting fans back in their stadiums too. So it is nice to have you know fans go back at stadiums to have that experience once again but also for the team to make revenue to keep uh, going and operating the CFL now you know there's a uh, this new collaboration between the CFL and the XFL merging together could be pursuing franchises in places like Mexico, Germany, and other European countries. CFL Randy Ambrose has been exploring international for an expansion, which would introduce global players. Now, that's the whole you know, the whole thing about this is making the money, getting it nationalized, getting players to play all over the country, just like in the NFL, just like in the NHL, the NBA, you name it. Curling is uh, another one, which is very interesting. But how can the CFL monetize the international potential, which means justifying the ways to rake in revenue from fans and sponsorships? Now, in 1998, the World League of American morphed into NFL Europe, which lasted until 2007 when the NFL commissioner Goodell Pulled the plug when the league lost $30 million a season. That's huge. And I think, you know, at the time, really you know, hard for them to keep it up and everything like that. I mean, the CFL has been in the league longer than the NFL, you know, has been established longer. But, you know, when, when Ambroso looked into the potential for, for the nine franchises in the CFL, it will take time And look forward to pursuing his vision, which is merging the XFL, the CFL together, and making it into a one, entire, global phenomenon, just to keep and compete with the NFL. You know, I I think that's the way they're visioning it, and that's even what Dwayne Johnson, they want to do. They want to bring in these players players overseas they have, you know have scouts and everything like that accordingly for these teams and you know what the CFL has you know kind of you know done that in a sense where they're bringing in players from the NFL they sign players from the NFL who have who have not played in maybe a uh, in a couple of years or you know they were just released from their you know team um, and they're trying to find some some way to make money, so they're like, hey, wow, i come to Canada and play there. Now curling, holy man, holy. Curling has been just fantastic. The World Men's Curling Championship finished up two nights ago, and there was some interesting matches happening. In the qualification round, Scotland eliminated Canada, and then you got Switzerland eliminated the U.S., and... You know, it's just crazy of how how far the game has come with you know countries uh, being involved once again trying to f- you know find that fit and you know there's going to be some amazing teams. Scotland was amazing, S- you know Sweden was amazing. Russia Russia was a team that I don't think anyone really saw as as a a number one seed, but uh, you know they. They played phenomenal, and so when the qualification round was all done and over with, it was Sweden who won against Switzerland in the semifinal, and Scotland versus Russia, and Scotland won that game, and then the gold medal game was Sweden versus Scotland, and then the bronze medal game was against Switzerland versus Russia, and Switzerland with the win and giving Russia the upset, which was fascinating to me because I would have thought, you know, Russia would have won that game of the way they played in, round, in the round robin. And then you got Sweden and Scotland. Like, Sweden, Nicholas Adeen, my oh my, he's, you know, playing for so long. He's played, played very well this, you know, time this time around. You know, Scotland, you got. A real young team there, and it's very, you know, it looks really good for, you know, Scotland. People, a lot of people have... Turin Botcher, I think, he played fantastic in the round-robin game. He played fantastic in the qualification game, and it's just an experience for him. And that's why he said, even in his interview, he said that, you know, this is an experience, and we're going to learn from it, and we're going to move on. And they qualified for the Beijing Olympics, or, uh 2022, so you know, congrats to them um, making it that far and uh, you know taking it to a next level. But you know, the one thing that just just really boggled my mind—the crazy thing was the games were 10 ends long. Usually, it's eight, but it was 10. And when I was watching these games, they were like it was kind of exhausting because when you got eight ends. It's very competitive. But when you got 10 ends, then, you know, there's a couple of blank. You can at least blank two ends. But it was, you know, fascinating to watch, but hard to watch at the same time. And to this podcast, Inside Curling, um it was very interesting because you had 16 teams instead of 12. And so there were four wildcard teams. Now, you just never know who... What team it'll be, but you know what? I find it if they keep that sixteen-team format, this is going to be really. It's just interesting. It allows it allows teams, you know, newer teams to to get to get qualified, come in. Get qualified, get to the Scotties or the Briar. I think it allows more teams to play to get recognized. The gold medal game, I it was it was crazy because it was at nine o'clock. I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this until it finishes, and it was almost three hours. But yeah, what a what a match it was against these two teams. I wasn't really, I wasn't much of a fan of the ten, 10 ends, and I wasn't a fan of the blanks. If you have two blanks, then you're playing eight ends technically, and that's you know I found that if you've got the eight ends it is more better is more competitive every point counts when it comes to eight ends and then you got the MLB the oh man and you know the MLB has been you know been back for uh I believe for almost two weeks now almost um and it's you know great. It's great to see you know, spectators in the stadiums, but one, but the one thing that concerns me is the capacity, uh, the capacity attendance from every state. When you look at when you look, most stadiums have a seat capacity of at least twenty five percent filled, like Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Arizona, and most of the Californian, California teams. But then you got, you know, teams like Colorado and Houston who have their seat capacity at 50%, which is fine. But then you got Texas, and they're going full capacity. But they are reducing the capacity as the season goes on to allow social distancing. What is up with that? What? 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 Yeah, I don't get it. Entertainment news. Let's get right into some entertainment. The new Kung Fu TV series well, it has debuted on the CW this past week, uh, starring Olivia Lang. And as uh, some upcoming actors sometimes claim, they have a variety of skills. But when it came to Olivia Lang, she wanted to prove a point about having certain skills adopted being Asian, she said, when I started in the industry, people were questioning about why martial arts is not on your resume. Now to me that, you know, it's quite rude, Uh, maybe a bit harsh, you know, for people to say that. And it's like saying every Asian knows martial arts because it is in their DNA. It's technically not. It's just if you like, if you have that interest in anything right it's not in your dna unless you have unless you're like real flexible But that's a whole different uh, olivia lang also made a promise to herself saying she won't learn martial arts until someone pays me to do it now it is important how we view the stories shared by producers writers and directors but also how it is told which is why the meet the Asian American community are paying attention even more, and I just think now that you know Hollywood is you now again the grasp they are they're focusing on Asian Americans uh, a bit more. There are some uh, movies out there that you can probably go watch. In talking about movies, there were some movie adaptions. Now there was you know there are some good enjoyable video game movies like Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective Pikachu and even Wreck-It Ralph the series. And it Ralph was an amazing movie I gotta say. Sonic the Hedgehog I watched it actually last month and it was really good. I liked it. It was uh, really enjoyable. It looks now it looks like the popularity of these movies are being made more and more as we get progress to the future popularity. Video games being popular. Mortal Kombat. So let's come April 23rd, 2021. Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. November 24th, 2021. Uncharted. February 18th, 2022. And then the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. April 8th, 2021. 22. Now I just think that you know movie theaters are just they're not open at the moment and you know, look at I'm thinking movie theaters are going to be coming back and but they can you know I think the streaming service is just helping out movie theaters for the meantime. Right so they're just helping out um you know I think movie theaters will probably come you know, they'll, they'll come back very strong um it just depends on you know what they're going to Bring out, and they know producers, directors you know, these companies know what production companies know what they're gonna bring out to engage and to bring back people in their seats at movie theaters to get it running again. That's all I got for you. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you listen on. Remember to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast. Follow the Twitter page at express underscore pod underscore and the Facebook page the Sports and Entertainment Express